Thank you for listening to the Third Degree Podcast. Brought to you by the 3J Construction Company. We are a non-union, non-recommended group. Dirty deeds, done dirt cheap. Ignore those Google reviews. Hi, welcome to The Third Degree Masonic Podcast. I'm Samuel, your host, and with me is my good friend and brother, Gabriel. We would like to introduce ourselves before we get on to any major topics. I am currently the junior deacon of Genoa Lodge Number 433, located in Genoa, Ohio. I'm a healthcare worker uh, working in the Toledo area, and I'm an avid biker um, and actually belong to a motorcycle club in the Toledo area. I'm a senior D-Malay from Ottawa Chapter, Order of D-Malay. I was the past master counselor, the first district chairman, and I'm also a active chevalier for the Order of D-Malay. And I feel with my experience in life, I uh, walk some interesting avenues, and I feel that I bring a different viewpoint when it comes to our fraternity. Uh, I've been a Mason for almost 10 years now. Uh, I've traveled. I've been to many lodges. I've been an officer in a couple of different lodges from traveling. And I feel I bring a a different viewpoint when it comes to things. Um, Sometimes I'm considered the renegade, and sometimes people think I'm the wild child. But deep down, I truly love our fraternity, and there's nothing I wouldn't do for my my brothers. Uh, Brother Gabe, would you like to introduce yourself? Of course. Hi. My name is Brother Gabriel. I am the current Worshipful Master of Genoa Lodge 433. I'm a Knights Templar of Utah Commandery 77. I'm a Chevalier recipient. I'm also an empl- I'm a government employee for a public works department, a part-time farmer, soldier, and mechanic, a full-time family man, friend, and new father. I want to do this podcast because I think that there's a lot of good values and lessons that this fraternity teaches. A lot of education and better ways of understanding the things around you that can be enhanced and more well-received by brothers who may have become complacent in their studies or from new brothers who are just starting their Masonic journey. So I see myself more as an educator, more as a, um, a peacemaker in the fraternity, a teacher. Yes. Yes. A a, a mentor. I'd agree with that. I, I feel that since coming back and becoming an active member of this lodge, I feel like I've learned a lot of things from a lot of the officers having jumped into line at a crucial moment, uh, I feel like I've learned a lot about how sometimes my actions, maybe things that I was upset about were things that affected me. And I learned a lot of temperance from you, Gabe. And uh, it's it's very interesting. 
So we came up with the idea to do this podcast because we uh, both of us are are interested in history. Absolutely. And there's so much fascinating Masonic history. Um, I mean, you, you it it didn't take much for us to come up with topics. I'll tell you that much. Um, but on top of that, let me tell you a story. Um, my grandfather, my my grandfather and my great grandfather were both Masons. And uh, I did not get to know my great-grandfather. He passed away before I was old enough to really have any comprehension of the world. Um, But my mom gave me a box of all of his artifacts and things that were left over. And inside I found his Masonic apron. I found dues cards from multiple different organizations, including Scottish Rite, Knights Templar. He was even a Shriner. my grandmother was an active member of the Eastern Star, so was he. Um, and it's fascinating. Uh, I don't have any records of him ever becoming an officer, but he was a member of all these organizations. And I would just love to know what his his story was. Why did he join? Was was his dad a Mason? I'll never know. You know, was it something for work? Did he did he just stumble across the fraternity while he was in the military? These are questions I would love to ask him, but he is long since gone. Um, so one of the main things that we would like to work on is actually interviewing your normal everyday Masons. Um, we have a long roster of brethren in the 11th Masonic District here in Ohio um, that we're going to start with. But we'd like to interview your regular everyday guy, your guy that comes, sits in a meeting and is an active participant and just loves to be a part of this fraternity. But we don't ever really get to hear his story. And I feel like there's so much that we can learn and so much that we can archive. So that way one day, perhaps maybe Gabe's grandchildren or my grandchildren won't have to have these questions on why we joined. They'll be able to look it up and know. Um, I absolutely agree. That's a great way to go about this is story preservation for the future. I'm I'm someone from my historical studies who loves firsthand accounts of events or of major things that have happened or even just stories in journals. It would be great to take a kind of almost a, a, a microscope to this time period in the fraternity's history and really, really get to see the average everyday Mason. Well, it's it's interesting that you say that, Gabe, because we really are at a very crucial and interesting time when it comes to the fraternity. You and I grew up in the DMLA heydays back in the early 2000s, back when Freemasonry was booming. Mm-hmm. And we used to go to all kinds of events and help out with the Masons when we were Malays. And, you know, we would park cars in there. You wouldn't have enough parking spaces for these guys to to park. They'd have to park in a lot far away and walk away, or we'd have to shuttle them over. Um, but, you know, it, it, we've seen some changes since then. And then, of course, we're coming out of COVID. Mm-hmm. I mean, just imagine what that's doing, not only to to our lodge, I mean, just the things that we've seen change-wise, but also changes across the country. Small little community lodges were hit real hard. And it would be interesting to get these accounts down so that way we can look to the future and maybe learn something from them one day. Maybe we can look back and say, okay, maybe this is what we did right. This is what we did wrong. 
But once again, something we can leave for future brothers to have so they can learn from. And also, uh, maybe your average everyday guy who's maybe just thinking about walking through the doors of masonry, maybe getting a, a real life talk, not the mysticism, not the not the 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 theory, not the the imagery that everybody seems to think of. You know, none of your national treasure conspiracy theories, but just real life experiences from one Mason to another Mason. Absolutely. And, you know, if you're ever thinking about joining, your local lodge would love to have you. If you are a good man of the age of at least 19 and good standing and and come recommended, all you got to do is ask one. That's what we love. We love making Masons. We love making good men better. Speaking of joining, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have kind of a very interesting reason for why you joined Masonry. Um, you're actually the first one in your family to join. Uh, could you kind of explain that a little bit on why you decided to join? Of course. Um, so I spent a lot of my tenure in Demolay learning about Freemasonry, getting to know the Masonic advisors, and getting to know the lodges. And after I was done with the Malay, the first thing I wanted to do was petition the lodge. And in fact, one of the lodges that I got to know the most was Genoa Lodge. So I petitioned there, and I became the first member of my family to join Freemasonry. Now, here's what's interesting is that has started a family legacy. I was fortunate enough to be able to raise my father to Master Mason. And that was a humbling experience. I, now that I have a son, the legacy can continue. We're starting our own little family Masonic seed and it mm. blossom into a amazing masonic acacia tree well and your your wife is actually an eastern star as well she is we are both uh eastern stars of palestine chapter cool um i like i said uh <laughs> my father was not a mason uh had zero interest in joining but he always really respected the fraternity and uh loved the fact that i was a part of it because they were um my dad worked for a factory, you know, worked with his hands, built things, hunted on the weekends. And there were just some things that he was unable to teach me growing up. And uh, he always thought it was impressive that whenever we went anywhere for like a wedding and he had to get dressed up, he always found it just absolutely interesting that I could get up and talk at these events. But not only that, I tied all of his ties for every function that we ever went to because I don't think that man could have done it even if i drew him up instructions um but he always loved that he he loved coming out to all of our events and he was so proud of what i joined and my grandfather on my mother's side was a mason um but i don't think he was very active i think he only joined because my great grandfather was a member but he was pretty proud he gave me all of his um masonic rings i've got his apron and his bible as well so i have a tiny little collection sitting in my uh in my library but uh i too joined because of demolang um my dad advisor uh chris 
asked me to join when I turned 19, and it, it has made sense ever since then. Um, but for those of you that don't know, because I've just now noticed that we've kind of been talking a little bit out of turn, um, D-Malay is the youth group um, for young men between the ages of 12 and 21, and it's sponsored by the Masonic Lodges. And it's a wonderful organization, teaches you how to... Uh, do everything from how to dress to impress, how to talk to big crowds. I mean, pretty much everything. I knew how to run a meeting and run an organization from when I was about 13 years old. Uh, and it really helped me through college. It's helped me in my entire adult life. I'm not afraid to talk to people. I'm not afraid to to work with a group of people in a committee. Um, it's a wonderful organization. And I got to meet amazing people like yourself. I mean, we've known each other since we were probably 15. Yep. And when you joined and we weren't a part of the same chapter at the time, but we did stuff all the time together. And I think that's made our friendship that much stronger, even to the point where I genuinely don't just consider you my friend. I consider you my brother, like blood brother. Um, our families all commingle our, you know, our our girlfriends and wives all hang out together. We have Christmas parties and, you know, your kids are, are, are my kids. I consider your kid my nephew. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's a, it's a pretty wonderful thing that these organizations bring us together for. And I'm looking forward to seeing what we can unearth and the things that we can uncover. And I'm hoping that in the future... Uh, someone else will see what we've done and maybe they will continue to pick up the torch when we're old and gray and we're cranky sitting on the sidelines. And That will be the, the most helpful thing to the future of this fraternity is to get young, good men involved now so that they want, they want to carry the torch into the future because I don't think it's good for this fraternity to force things to be a certain way. I don't think it's good to say, oh, we we have to do this right now. It, it's, it's good that we have things that we need to do, but we need to inspire the brothers to want to come out. We need to inspire the brethren to want to bring their sons into DMLA. We want to be able to show how upstanding of character we have to inspire the future generations to continue the work. Well, also to get out into the community and show our faces. I mean, the the time Absolutely. the times are changing. This is all new territory. I mean, the things that we're doing now, our our grandfathers never even imagined existed. Um, so maybe maybe bringing a little bit of change and some interesting flair might spice some things up. Uh, we have a long list of topics to go over over the next few weeks with you listeners. Uh, absolutely fascinating stuff. Even some stuff you might think you might have heard before, but I found some things that have just absolutely rifled my brain when it comes to how much this fraternity's done in history. Not only the people in it, but the fraternity as a whole and the, the changes it's made in our country. Um so we look forward to having you. We hope that you will join us on this journey of discovery. And 
hopefully we can learn a thing or two ourselves when this is all said and done. Uh, remember, craftsmen, to keep your working tools in order and to always be on the level. And without further ado, our first episode, The Forget-Me-Not.